Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Bring it in the new year like no other. Happy New Year! Steve Z and the Truth Hurts program. Hooray, it's Friday, today is Friday. Yes, indeed, the final Friday in the calendar year 2023. Hello, everybody. Steve Z in the Truth Hurts program for probably what will be our last broadcast of the calendar year 2023, unless I get a wild hair and try and slip one in this afternoon. It is Friday, the 29th day of December 2023, the Biden calendar year coming to a close. Three years of disaster. The end of the third year of Joe Biden lying to you, telling you that Trump's presidency was a disaster when it was very successful and that his presidency, Joe Biden's, that is, has been wonderful, that Bidenomics is great and everybody's doing better. He can lie to you all he wants. As we say down here in the South, when we find an ugly baby, a really horrendous looking child being held by its ugly mother standing next to its ugly father, bless its heart. Biden can call Bidenomics a success all he wants. It doesn't make it so. Look in your savings account. Has it grown at all, much less substantially, since Biden took office? Take a look at your credit card bills. Are they lower or higher since Biden took office? Take a look at your expendable income after all of your bills are paid at the end of the month. Do you have anything left at all, much less more than you did when Donald Trump was the president? Listen, I'm not saying Donald Trump is the end-all, be-all, but he is most certainly the far, far lesser of two evils when comparing gropey Joe Biden, the hair-sniffing little girl-groping pervert pedophile, to Donald Trump, a man who made America great again, at least for three years of his four-year term, despite all of the obstacles that were thrown in his way by the Democratic political party. And they're at it again. All you have to do against a Republican in the United States of America is make an accusation. Simply say, I think Donald Trump was involved in insurrection, and suddenly different states can pluck him from the ballot. Well, I think Joe Biden has been a traitor to this nation. He has committed treason by allowing unfettered, unchecked invasion of our nation by foreign adversaries at our southern border. Can we take him off of the Democrat primary ballot in every state just because we accuse him of something? What the Democrats and their cohorts in the mainstream leftist, progressive, liberal, woke media are failing to understand, and I don't understand how the court systems are allowing this to happen, is Donald Trump has not been convicted. He has not been found guilty of insurrection of being directly involved in the January 6th very peaceful protest. By the way, my final reminder to you this year, the Democrats constantly call the deadly insurrection of January 6th, 2021, when they want to try and make Trump look bad. Only one person died on January 6th, 2021 at the Capitol, and that was an unarmed, innocent, white American Air Force hero named Ashley Babbitt. 
She was gunned down in cold blood, murdered. An unarmed white woman was murdered by a black African-American, 13% hyphenated American minority capital police officer. Because he don't like white people. He don't like white women. He's a coward. He shot down in cold blood and murdered an unarmed white woman. Where are the calls for racism? Where are the calls for hate crimes against this guy? From what I understand, he got a promotion and then he gets to retire with a full pension and live the rest of his life paid for by your tax dollars. Only one person died on January 6, 2021, and it was not a senator. It was not a congressperson. It was not an employee of the government. It was an unarmed, innocent white girl killed by a black man. But you see, the Democratic political party, the Biden administration, they don't want you to remember that. That's why you never hear about it. They have silenced it, quashed it, made it go away. It simply didn't happen in their minds. Oh, they'll keep talking about Officer Brian Sicknick, who died, I believe, of a stroke or a heart attack a week or so after the insurrection, despite having no physical ailment whatsoever caused by a single insurrectionist. Oh, they'll show you pictures of a couple of table lamps and maybe a file cabinet turned over, some papers scattered on the ground. But with over 44,000 videotape hours from multiple camera angles outside and inside the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021, 44,000 hours, you clearly see Capitol Police officers escorting some peaceful tourists, some peaceful demonstrators, some people who were well within their God-given, constitutionally affirmed First Amendment rights to redress their grievances with their government, to peacefully assemble. Then someone flipped a switch over in Democrat land. Naughty, nasty Nazi Pelosi probably blew her dog whistle and then sent some of those I-want-to-be-a-tough-guy cops in to stir up the violence. And when you are threatened by a cop and you're doing nothing wrong, nothing illegal, of course you're going to resist that cop unlawfully trying to arrest you, detain you, trespass you from a government building that you and your tax dollars paid for. Yes, the state of Maine has now issued a challenge wanting to pull Donald Trump's name off the Republican ballot for the upcoming presidential election. They have no guilty plea, no guilty verdict rendered. Trump was not convicted of insurrection. Somebody just said, well, I think what he said amounts to insurrection. So they made an accusation, an indictment, a false allegation. Hasn't been proven in court. You are innocent in the United States of America until proven guilty in a court of law. Maine, along with the other states who are trying to keep Donald Trump off the ballot because they are so very scared that he will win, that he will defeat Joe Biden. They're trying every tactic they can, and each of those will be challenged by the United States Supreme Court. And when you apply constitutional law to those unfair rulings by some of these states, these highly partisan state Supreme Courts and attorneys general, you will find that the actions are unconstitutional and they will be reversed. And Donald Trump will be on the ballot. And if by some stretch of the imagination, he doesn't get on the ballot in Maine or whatever other state is trying to keep him off, at least he can be a write-in candidate. And that will make it so much sweeter 
when he defeats gropey Joe Biden. Joe Biden is responsible for the absolute largest illegal migration invasion in our nation's history. It's happening right there at the southern border. Many people in New York were going, well, let them come across. They just want a better life. But when those people landed in New York, in Boston, in Chicago, in Washington, D.C., in Martha's Vineyard, well, the Democrats started singing a different tune. And now even the Democrat leaders of large Democrat-run cities are begging Joe Biden, please, please make it stop. Now, they're not calling for closing the border, those Democrat leaders. Of course not. They're just saying, please make Governor Greg Abbott stop sending them to our states. Too bad, so sad. Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana was questioned on the Jesse Waters primetime show by a fill-in host. I believe it was Kaylee McEnany. And she was talking about people now bitching about Governor Abbott taking the law into his own hands, which he has to do because Biden won't obey the law, won't enforce the law. John Kennedy was asked about the Department of Justice under Joe Biden threatening to sue the state of Texas for doing the job that Joe Biden and the Democrats and the federal government are refusing to do. Take a listen to John Kennedy, one of my favorite speakers when it comes to common sense, conservative real intelligent thought. He sounds like a backwoods country boy from down there in South Louisiana, but I'm telling you, the man has got some excellent points. Last Saturday, President Biden uh, blamed the, uh, the media for his unpopularity. The truth is that most members of the media have tried to help him. In my state, for example, our two largest newspapers are run by uh, members of the moon wing of the Democratic Party, and they publish accordingly. But in Louisiana, President Biden is about as popular as herpes. Um, why is that? Two reasons. Number one, the people of Louisiana are not stupid. Number two, they think the Biden administration is. They think that its stupidity runs from the river to the sea. Uh, exhibit A is the open border. Uh, President Biden has dissolved the southern border. Our problems at the southern border are man-made, and that man's name is Joe Biden, and the people in Louisiana and, and the American people know it. Yet he blames the media for his unpopularity. It's hard to believe that the president could be that obtuse. Um, I, I guess if you ask him where Jordan is, he would say retired. But uh, that's, that's where we are in America today. We could, uh, I, I don't know yet, uh, what's going to happen in the Senate. There will not be a supplemental appropriations bill passed uh, unless, uh, unless we take steps to secure the border. We could secure the border in six weeks if we just did five things. Uh, number one, it's illegal to sneak into our country or try to if you're caught, you should be deported. Number two, if you claim asylum and you lose, you should be deported. If To that, we add a remain in Mexico program and a safe third country policy and a wall, the border would be secured in six weeks. But President Biden does not want to secure the border. Now, all of those folks on the far left are going, but, but what about Ukraine? We do not care about the Ukraine. We should not. It's none of our business. We should care about Israel because, you know, they are actually one of our allies, one of our political allies. They hold strategic importance for us. The Ukraine does not, has not, will not. Russia will not allow the United States to go into the Ukraine and build a base or allow a seaport for American ships to be there. 
That's a fantasy to even think that that's a possibility. The only reason the Biden administration and the Democrats are hell-bent on continuing to send hundreds of billions of tax dollars to the Ukraine is because the Ukraine has all of the Biden crime family's dirty little secrets locked away. And they are bribing, extorting, using those dirty little secrets to get more extortion money out of the Democrats and out of the Biden administration. Because if the truth were to come out, it would be so embarrassing, so devastating to the Democratic political party, it would make Watergate look like somebody spit gum on the sidewalk. That's how bad it truly is. Think I'm kidding, I'm not. As we wrap up the end of the year, drink a beer. Well, at least that's what the beer industry is hoping you'll do. Meanwhile, at bar rooms, dorm rooms, frat parties around the nation, beer sales in the United States continue to plunge to their lowest levels in this century, largely due to Bud Light's massive falloff after its disastrous tie with the transgender pretender, the little boy who failed as a male and tried to be a girl, but you can't change your gender, Dylan Mulvaney. Industry experts are in agreement. Go woke, go broke. Bud Light sales have steadily declined each month by 25 to 30 percent since last April the 1st. The Mulvaney fiasco took Bud Light out of their decades-long position as the number one selling beer in the country. Let's see. Biden can't secure the border. He sends billions to nations that aren't even our allies, depletes our strategic petroleum reserve as a political stunt, can't find homes for our own veterans, yet he puts illegal invaders in five-star hotels, he can't fix his own disastrous Bidenomics economy, he turned over the democratic nation of Afghanistan to the Taliban, he's on the take from multiple countries, can't control his coke addict kid, can't get his other kids to pay their taxes wants to shut down your household appliances and make you drive a death trap fire hazard electric car. And now he wants to do what? According to an article I read this morning, the Biden administration has revealed $8.2 billion to launch what he calls a world-class high-speed rail system. Now for $8.2 billion, I would think this would be a coast-to-coast high-speed rail. Something that could get you from New York to Los Angeles in a matter of eight or nine hours, right? I mean, after all, there are bullet trains in Japan that could accomplish such a feat. This is just another part of the ill-fated, over-budget, far-behind-schedule, high-speed rail debacle from Gavin Newsom's house to Nancy Pelosi's house. Only, they've shortened the route, and now it won't reach either one of those people's homes. The Biden administration just allocated $8.2 billion through gay Mayor Pete Buttigieg's Department of Transportation for passenger rail projects in the U.S., including one teeny tiny little high-speed rail system. The projects are expected to create jobs. They claim to boost economic opportunities and provide climate-friendly travel options. Here's one of the problems. Rail service has to go over the land and it has to cut through neighborhoods. So when it cuts through black neighborhoods, because it's high speed, it has to take the direct route, the black community will do what they're already doing right now and convincing gay Mayor Pete that highways are racist inherently. 
So the rail system will also be called racist by some group, I'm sure. This California high-speed rail service project and the Brightline West project are key recipients of funding, aiming to offer high-speed travel and all-electric train sets, supposedly powered by renewable energy. Sorry, folks, I can't stop laughing. A complaint has been filed against Joe Biden for unconstitutionally advancing his climate agenda through administrative agencies. Joseph Ellis says 21 states, led by Kentucky's Attorney General Dan Cameron, are challenging a new rule from the Biden administration that mandates states to create emission standards and then report the progress of those standards to the federal government. The rule is set to go into effect one week after the new year, on January 8th. It requires state departments of transportation to establish declining CO2 targets and then report their progress to the federal government. It's a precursor to a carbon tax, another Biden boondoggle that will cost everyone and amount to zero reduction in pollution and zero drop in global temperatures. The attorneys general from 21 states have filed the joint complaint, stating that Congress has not given the Mayor Gay Pete Buttigieg Department of Transportation or the Federal Highway Administration any authority to regulate greenhouse gas emissions. It's not the job of those departments to do that. The complaint challenges Gropey Joe Biden, Transportation Secretary Gay Mayor Pete, and others, asserting that the rule violates federalism principles. Biden is unconstitutionally ramming this radical climate agenda through the administrative agencies that don't mind taking it up the pooper. They lack constitutional authority to implement such actions. The rule is another unlawful and overreaching regulation by the Biden administration to attempt to force Joe Biden's radical green agenda onto Americans regardless of the costs. Meanwhile, Andy Sanders writes, Biden anti-consumer crusade has targeted four more types of home appliances. The impact of Biden's appliance regulations this year and the potential consequences of the future of such regulations has remained a pressing concern for many people across the country. While Biden continues to launch various regulatory attacks on appliances like stoves and dishwashers and air conditioners, washing machines, furnaces, and others, they're now after even more. Dishwashers, air conditioners, washing machines, and furnaces. Since no homes are exactly alike, what sense does it make to try and regulate these appliances? The answer is, makes no sense at all. Five times the Biden outright lied to America, according to the publication State of the Union. Biden, of course, faces continuous criticism for allegedly lying to the public. Allegedly? He's been caught in more lies than he's been caught telling the truth. Biden denied meeting Hunter Biden's business associates outright. This rating was checked as false by every fact-checking organization out there. Photographs, communication evidence proves Biden not only met with Hunter Biden's business associates, he was directly involved in conversations about Hunter Biden and his business dealings. Number two, Biden claims there was a 97% drop in unlawful migration. Look at the southern border. Look at the record numbers of crossings each and every month since Biden took office. We don't need social media fact checkers to show this. The actual data has proven that to be an outright lie. How about President Biden claiming that Hunter never received earnings from foreign sources in China? 
Multiple news outlets reported that to be false. President Biden actually denied losing to Donald Trump in key battleground states. But yet, the actual voter turnouts and the vote counts prove this to be false. Biden also claimed that his policies are responsible for reducing the national deficit by $1.7 trillion, but fact checks found that any reduction in the deficit is attributable to the reopening of the economy after the Wuhan China Fauci flu virus and the expiration of coronavirus stimulus spending. That's the five lies that they reported. We know that there are hundreds, if not thousands more. Hey, did somebody order a pizza in California? to be delivered? (laughs) Good luck. Pizza Hut has announced that it is laying off thousands of delivery drivers in the state of California. The layoffs will take place between now and the end of February, and they come as California's minimum wage is jamming up to $20 per hour. Pack Pizza LLC operates the Pizza Hut franchises. They said in a WARN Act notice, that's the Worker Adjustment and Retraining Notification Act, that the company has made a business decision to eliminate first-party delivery services, and as a result, the elimination of all of their delivery driver positions, 1,200 to be exact. Southern California Pizza Company is a second massive Pizza Hut franchisee. They have also decided to eliminate in-house delivery services, and they are laying off 841 drivers, according to another WARN Act notice from December 1st. The layoffs impact drivers at Pizza Hut locations in Sacramento, Palm Springs, Los Angeles, and other cities throughout California. In California, nearly one million fast food and healthcare workers are set to get a major pay raise after a deal was announced earlier this year between labor unions and the state. Under the bill, most of California's fast food workers will now be paid a minimum of $20 per hour. Ooh, whopper flopper. A separate bill will increase healthcare workers' salaries to $25 an hour. Food chains like McDonald's and Chipotle have come out saying they have no choice. They're going to be raising menu prices as a way to offset the cost of higher wages in California. The law affects over 557,000 fast food workers at over 30,000 restaurants in California. Yet another reason to not live in Gavin Newsom's liberal hellhole. You ever get stopped by the police and they say, do you know why I pulled you over? Next year, it will be illegal for police in California to ask that very question. I never answer it anyway. I say, wait, you don't know why you pulled me over? <laughs> Millions of California drivers have been asked the simple question by an officer after being pulled over. Oh, do you know why I pulled you over? Starting January 2024, in just a few short days, cops cannot start any interaction with that question. Instead, they are obligated by law to state the purpose of the traffic stop before asking any other questions, including license registration and insurance, please. The same goes for stops conducted on pedestrians and bicyclists. According to the text of the new law, the only time officers can skip stating the reason for a stop is if the officer deems it necessary to protect life or property from imminent threat. Well, we know the cops are going to abuse that and say, I always feel threatened when I pull someone over. The law was created to reduce what is called pretextual stops, in which officers stop a vehicle or a pedestrian for something minor with the intent of delaying the stop to search the driver or the vehicle to determine if drugs are present, if an expired paperwork exists, or if the driver is in possession of certain items, you know, like evil firearms. 
Asking the question, do you know why I pulled you over, is a precursor to entrapment and has allowed millions of questionable searches, seizures, and arrests in California. At least that might stop the abuses of cops. Moving right along, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, drained by gropey Joe Biden, has just gotten the authorization to put a few drops back in the bucket. The Department of Energy announced on Tuesday that it has now awarded contracts for its December purchase of a paltry, measly 3 million barrels of crude oil for the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, the nation's emergency supply of petroleum. This brings the total amount of oil purchased in this year to a ridiculously low 13.8 million barrels, which is a drop in the bucket as the Biden administration attempts to refill the reserve after selling off more than 40% of the stockpile. These contracts will be purchased at a price of $77.31 a barrel, above the price of crude purchased during the year by DOE at $75.63. Of course, the oil that he gave away, sold off for a political stunt during the midterm elections, was purchased under Donald Trump's administration for less than $30 a barrel. That purchase, announced earlier this month, is scheduled to be delivered in March of next year. The price is much higher than what Biden sold it all for to help his party in the midterms. You might recall last year, gropey Joe Biden authorized the release of roughly 180 million barrels, the largest sale in the country's history, in an attempt to lower gasoline prices to make him look good during the midterm elections. An absolute joke. Moving on to a few other headlines. Sylvan Lane writes, Why Bidenomics is falling flat with voters? We know the answer. It's a joke, Bidenomics is. It's why you have less money in your savings account, in your wallet, in your checking account. It's why your credit card bills are higher. It's why there isn't enough money left at the end of the month to buy anything you want and barely enough there to buy what you need. Meanwhile, WOAI San Antonio television station says a report shows there are more than 170,000 migrants whom the federal government now has no idea where they are. That, of course, is no surprise. The Biden administration doesn't know its ass from a hat. Wall Street Journal's Kim Strassel has an article entitled, Hunter Comes Home to Roost. One hazard of political campaigns is the unseen junction, the key moment that nobody recognizes at the time. Such a moment came for the Democrats on April 19th through a letter to Congress about the federal probe into Hunter Biden. And if Joe Biden wants to continue running for president, he's going to have that albatross hanging over his neck. Warner Huston writes in the Western Journal, New electric vehicle deemed total loss after the battery replacement cost more than the car itself. A man was shocked when he discovered that it was going to cost him more than what he originally paid for his electric car just to replace the vehicle's battery pack. Heil Shu bought a brand new Hyundai Ioniq 5 in 2022 at a cost of about 41583 U.S. dollars. Less than a year later, he had a small accident that led to some gouges and warping of the battery protection cover on the car's undercarriage. This teeny tiny little bit of damage led to a shocking situation for the car owner that will cost him thousands of dollars. Mr. Shu took the car to the dealership where he purchased it and asked them to assess the damage. What they told him should serve as a warning for anyone trying to buy an electric vehicle. After this teeny tiny minor accident, the dealership told Mr. Shu that the damage to the undercarriage meant that his battery pack 
constituted a hazard and the battery was under threat of exploding so it had to be replaced. But the quote to replace the battery came in at $46,000. That's the cost of $6,000 more than what he paid for the car when it was brand new. Option number one, of course, was to spend $46,000, pay for the repair, being forced to spend thousands more than he paid for the car. The second option was not much better. File a claim for the accident with his insurance company. The cost of the repair would come in more than the cash value of the car, so the insurer would deem the car a total loss. Since it was result of an accident, the car insurance premiums would go up by as much as 50%. This guy is sending this message out to all of you. Don't waste your money on an electric car. It's simply not worth it. All right, folks, I've run out of time for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. My yearly warning, please don't blow your fingers off with fireworks. It's just not worth it. Have a very happy, safe, and prosperous new year, despite still having Joe Biden for another year in office. I don't know what else to tell you, folks. Don't drink and drive, and we'll see you in 2024. Counting down to the new year. Happy new year. This is Steve C. and the Truth Hurts Program. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts Program Network, all rights reserved. This program is pre-recorded. Thank you for listening. Copyright 2024, the Truth Hurts Program Network, all rights reserved. Background music, Jason Shaw and Audionautics.